you know, working on my ideas or sharing this is the first time I've done something like this. So it's kind of fun. Well, I mean, we're all learning as we go, right? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, Coach Shannon, thank you so much for um, coming on. Um, you're the coach at Principia College. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. You are. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So thanks for talking to us a little bit about um, just your program today and mindset. And um, so first off, I just would love to hear a little bit about the college and um, just how it's different from, um, from other schools. Well, Principia is a small college out in uh, the corn country of Illinois. We're across the Mississippi from St. Louis, Missouri. So that's our big town, about 45 minutes. But we're sitting on the bluffs of the Mississippi River. And so it's spectacularly beautiful. Oh, awesome. Um, we are uh, one of the only colleges actually in the world. And it's a Christian science-based college. So currently, every Buddy, faculty and staff are Christian scientists and um, students are. It's um, possibly opening up to more people with diverse backgrounds who are interested in spirituality because that's really the root of our uh, basis is a spiritual thought and representation of all we're doing. So we're always striving to do our best. Actually, our one of our mottos for uh, the campus is, well, our mission is to serve the cause of Christian science through an educational institution, a higher educational. But we don't teach Christian science. It's just kind of our practice within ourselves that is Christian science. But it is a spiritual approach to life. Uh, that's our mission. We have, um, I love these four words because I look at other Christian colleges because we are Christian colleges. And I love uh, these four words. We strive to um, demonstrate God in all that we do. We try to conquer all that is unlike good. We love God and our neighbor as ourselves, and we give unselfishly. So that's oh, kind of a, motive, a way of looking at it. So it's Bible-based. It's based on the two great commandments, love God, love your neighbor of yourself, but we um, go back to the Old and New Testament. And um, it's part of our daily life. It's, it's uh, a practice. So absolutely align it all. Right, yeah, I mean, as um, I mentioned before, Winning Mindset is a, um, we do have a Christian backing to our program as well. And it's kind of an optional thing that um, our clients can do or they don't have to do. But um, we incorporate that sort of as we, um, see fitter as the client sees fit. And I think it can be extremely impactful um, just in terms of becoming, you know, a better, a better package of yourself of what God intended you to be and how to, um, how to, how to use the gifts that he's given you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, before we get into, into that, I'd love to just ask you, you know, you're the tennis coach. Um, is that men's and women's or just women's? I'm just the uh, women's tennis coach. So we have a men's team as well. So we're in Division Three NCAA in the SLEAC conference. Okay. So that's where we're right. located. Central, the central division of the NCAA. Okay. Awesome. So, um, I want to ask you just what are some of your coaching philosophies on your team? So uh, 
I was thinking about that. I love um, the idea of uh, courage because you can't do anything without courage. So to get out on the tennis court, you have to be creative to compete. You have to, I mean, you have to have courage. You have to be bold so that courage is that boldness within the match to hit the right shot, to just trust. Um, uh, so I, I like courage. Uh, we work on that and we take it to all aspects, but it's one of the most important vital things. I like uh, awareness. So we work on awareness uh, to be pay attention to uh, your thought process, actually the mental process to coming back to be present, to be in the moment. I mean, as we're competing in matches, so preparing you for that. But it goes beyond that and then trust. So I, uh, trusting your, your, what you've learned, your process, your faith, trusting your skills in the moment to actually have courage and, and operate. So in that sense, uh, it's act, right? To act, awareness, courage, trust. So I kind of I trying to tie that in together and um, I love uh, Amy Cuddy. You probably know her, mm -hmm. the TED Talk on positioning, I mean, on, on body language. So first you have to act like you want to be. So it kind of falls into that as well. So we're gonna act how we want to live and be. And then we may not believe it. You know, we may fake it. She, she says you're gonna fake it till you make it then you believe it and then you become it. So we may be afraid to go compete. We may not feel like we're up to it, but we're gonna act in it, you know, take that position that we know and then trust the process. Yeah, I love that. And then you can't do that unless you're aware of um, yourself and how you are already acting and whether that's being portrayed in a confident way or not. Right. And um, just what you said about courage makes me think of, um, we do a lesson on, um, on we, did a, we do a whole section on aggressiveness and, um, and how to be an aggressive athlete because I think it's really hard to play good tennis and not be aggressive. And I know that uh, there are a lot of tennis players that want to be aggressive, but they can't because they don't trust or they don't have the courage to um, to just go for their shots, um, or they kind of go off the handle and go the other way and they go for way too much and they sort of play outside of themselves and what they know how to do. Right. So that comes back to awareness. And so I, I really love that act acronym because it just ties everything together. Like you can't have one without the other. And if you're only, if you only have, you know, awareness but you don't have courage you're missing something and if you have you know um you have courage but you don't have you know the awareness of being aggressive and all of that then you can't do that either and then the trust piece just ties into both of those yeah so that is that's really good stuff i never i've never heard it put so concise Cool. So I, I really like that. So I'm, I'm working on it all the time to make it more coherent. And I, and I try to practice it, which is, I mean, the goal for uh, the team and the athletes that I coach. I mean, when I think about it, I, I have two daughters, so I, I try to do it for them. But I also think of my student athlete as my girls and how do I want them to go out in life? Can they use these 
ideas and skills because it translates to all of life. Right now it's studies and relationships, but it moves out to all of life and work and everything. So, yeah, that, I mean, to me, that's the mark of a really good coach is someone who doesn't just care about their athletes on the court, but also cares about them off the court and is showing you, Hey, you know, this applies to your life. This applies to your schooling. Um, you know, you, you can't be one way outside of, um, you can't be a mess off the court and then expect to be this total package athlete on the court. Um, so coaches who take a vested interest in the lives of their students off the court, which, which I think is very clear, especially at a faith-based school, because it's so, it's so comprehensive in terms of how to be the, how to be everything God meant for you to be. And it takes that caring, um, approach so that's that's so great um so you know while all that is wonderful philosophy i know as well as anybody that um you can have all the great philosophy in the world on how to and still have athletes um that have struggles and just go through you know mental struggles on the court and i think you know we'd all be lying to ourselves if we didn't say every one of us went through that. So what are some of the mental struggles that you see um, on your teams over the years? Like maybe some patterns that you've seen. Well, um, one is I have a, um, a fairly, uh, some players are not as developed um, mm -hmm. and haven't had as much competition in sports. So, and even for people who are, uh, um, at high levels, there's often that fear to get on the court and to play and perform. So handling um, the thought of fear is to, you know, stay in the process and how they handle it. So remind them what they know to do and how to do it. Um, one great example that I shared with them uh, that's helpful to me, it was a huge aha moment, was you remember Scavoni who made it to the French Open final. It was uh, probably 10 years ago, and she was a Spanish player. Vaguely, and she, yeah. And she was just a journeyman player, had never made it that far, and she made it to the finals. And she tells the story that before the match, she was just a crying heap on the floor with her coat. Yeah. And I've even heard uh, Wawrinka say something like this. He was just she was just so afraid, I can't do it, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I, I don't know what to do. And he just built her up and they went with their game plan and they remembered what they'd done and where they went. And she let like all that fear out. I mean, just noticed it and tried to change it, but just was present with it. He talked about their process and then she went out and it was truly the most inspirational, incredible match she'd ever played in her life. She was fearless and on top of it. So I love that story because we all have fear and it's okay, but how can we go out and then perform and execute? So I think that's one thing. And then we, you know, Bible-based, you know, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, you know, to, um, a perfect love casteth out fear. So that love encompasses you the sport, the activity, what you're doing, and your opponent, and you're both there to strive to do your best. So when you're not worried and, you know, 
that's an opponent, but you're both striving to bring out the best in each other just kind of changes that dynamic of what you're doing. So that's kind of some things that we've approached and come to. Um, I had one student this year who just couldn't get out of being self-conscious about it all, right, for the whole match. But it, then it, at the end of it, it's like, well, what could you have done differently? How could you, you know, and just remembering the process. So yeah, I want to just do this. And she's had experiences where she uh, had something she committed to and could do it. So, I mean, it just, those are all the learning experiences for life. You know, you have a little bit of a, a setback. How are you going to handle it? Can you, in the moment, change your thinking? And so then we've had others that have remembered their, their, their training and their prayers and brought them in to calm them down, to bring them in the process. So, yeah, that's so great. And something that you hit on in the, um, in the story that you told about fear and that acknowledgement of the fear, I think something that's really important that clearly you provide your athletes is just that openness of being, um, being a coach that you can go to and say, Hey, like I am, I am feeling nervous. I am feeling afraid. And, and I know that being an athlete, I've been there. And if I can say those things and I have a support system and I have someone there, that's like, that's okay. You know, worst case scenario, you go out and you're not any good. Right. And I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to, you know, we're still going to go out to dinner. We're still going to have a good time. And, you know, we're going to come back and practice tomorrow, whether, whether you do well or you don't. And I think there's a freedom in that as an athlete to have someone, it doesn't even, I mean, if it's a coach, if it's your coach, that's the best. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, a parent or um, a teammate where you can just have that freedom. Hey, I'm scared. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I might let people down or, or whatever. And then having someone tell you that that's okay. And even if you do, it's okay. Um, I think there's just tremendous freedom in that. And I think it just brings me back to like, and you, you probably know the verse better than I do, but where God just says that it's not good for man to be alone. Um, like he wants us to be in community with others because he knows the support that that provides um, all of us. And so that's, that just reminded me of all that. And just, I've been through that as an athlete myself. Yeah, we all have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even in athletics with getting on a phone call, but, or a zoom, yeah. right? But, yeah. Uh, but it takes practice and then you have opportunity. But yeah. um, I was I, just this week, one of my favorite Bible quotes, and it comes up because we read the Bible like weekly and daily is, um, uh, I know the thoughts that I think of you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And so God's always there for you. So that's some quotes that we use and come back to that God is always there for you. And his expected end for you is good and harmony and loving and peace and patience and all those, those ideas and qualities. And, yeah. I, um, and then another thing that I try to uh, teach the athletes and, and I would call them my girls, but anyway, oh, me too. My athletes, you know, kind of at times it's like, yeah, but um, uh, is the idea that that's always a choice. Each moment's a choice, what you're going to choose to be with. And it's a choice. Um, and in, in competition, 
it's a choice. And when you make that, and they say uh, all sports, you have to have guts, you know, but sometimes it comes from deep within you, that choice of, I'm not going to miss, I'm going to stay in this point, you know, I'm not giving up. And when you make that, that choice right in there, then um, it stays with you forever. I mean, you remember that moment. So I think that's a, yeah. a great thing about sports in college is those moments when you've made those choices and it's, and it's made a difference and you've just hung in there when, when you thought you couldn't and you chose to um, trust your process, trust what's going on. Yeah. There and just, I'm not going to believe that thought. I'm going to move forward. And can I give you an example, a quick example? Yeah. So um, uh, I had the opportunity, very difficult at times, to coach my daughter, and that was very tough. And she was kind of a novice player and played. I needed her, and she played because I needed her, but she did like the sport. So senior year, she played a girl that she had lost to the year before, maybe twice, and it was a struggle, and she'd been ahead, and the girl came back. So she's playing in the pivotal match, last point, and um, arch rival team, right? You know, big, and um, she's up, she won the first set, which she hadn't done before. She's up maybe 5-1 in the second. And then she just gets afraid and the other girl starts playing better. And they're both, actually they're both playing really well, brilliantly, it's great points, it's long, it's long, but she's just can't get there. And then it's 5-2 and then it's 5-3 and then it's 5-4 yeah. and then, she loses her serve at love and it's like five, five. And then the girl, the girl goes ahead, six, five, and she comes over and she's a crying heap mess. You know what I mean? I do. You know, and, and it's like, honey, right here, right here, you have that choice right here to go out with dominion and trust that you're taken care of, that you have all that you need. You can go trust that. So it was six, five. She says she went out and she just said, I'm not gonna lose this game and then she played fearlessly long game hard game she won it tiebreaker very close four four five and she just said I'm not missing you know final point I'm not missing but that experience and she did come back and she did win but it was a choice at six five not to cry and quit and give up but to just dig deep but that experience um, has just served her well throughout her, the rest of her education in her master's program, in her work now. It's something that we can go back to and talk. Remember the choice you made? It could look like this. It felt like that. Remember how it felt? Yeah. I mean, because those feelings come back in all parts of life, not just the competition. So I yeah. think sports, whatever sport, provides us those opportunities of triumph, of of working towards that goal. And there's never failure. There's always learning. learning. Right? Always learning. Yeah. And it, but I do think that it takes a coach often to point that out um, because sometimes um, we think that our athletes are learning these lessons automatically and, you know, they're going through and fighting for something that's on the court and it's, it's on the court and they're leaving it on the court. And they're not seeing sometimes how it can translate to, um, to life and working hard at a job or at a dream or um, a new business or, um, you know, a family or a marriage um, and realizing like, hey, you know, right now, you know, you're 
you're you're trying to start a new business and it's third set down five, five six you know like and you're about to go and you're, you're fighting to get into a tie break just because you know you got a global pandemic that's trying to pull your yeah. business down right? right so it's this it's we i think sometimes we think as coaches that the athletes are always drawing those connections but i think it is our job to um to draw them for them um, just in case, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. getting it or or missing the bigger picture, right? Because I know that when I was an athlete, I was pretty singularly focused um, outside of my academics. I was pretty singularly focused on the athletics, and I wasn't necessarily thinking about the big life lessons um, that I was learning at the time. And so, you know, I think that's, that's a, the mark of a good coach is, is someone that is pointing those out for their athletes and showing them. Um, so that's, that's cool that you got to do that with your own, your own daughter. <laughs> and then and we you, use that. We use that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but the, um, I mean, the college coaches you hear, most of them know that sometimes we get caught up get caught up in wanting to win and get that thing and we forget there's pressure to win and be successful but in reality I think they're always and we forget to make those connections with our students but I think good coaches out there are always knowing that there is a bigger picture beyond this but it really is the laboratory for life that those competitive moments yeah and I think that you even maybe have an even easier window to that just because you know faith is something that you incorporate on your team and um most likely you know when you're giving advice or or explaining something you're saying this is what god is saying like typically you're not you're not just coming up with it on your own like you're like, this is what the Bible says about this. And you know, how can you use your prayers right now to trust? How do you think you might use prayers in the future to trust, you know, adversity type situations? Um, so the door kind of opens for you, I think, maybe even more than um, another college just because of that. Um, so I'm, I'm just interested to find out just how, what the structure, I guess, is on your team in terms of how you do incorporate faith. Is it a devotional at the beginning of practice? Is it, is it any, uh, you know, does the team have certain times together where they're focused on, um, on prayer or what, what does that look like for you guys? Uh, so, uh, almost, I see all the sports on campus and there are 17 or 18 NCAA sports. Um, we usually start our practices uh, with like a metaphysical meeting and the person in charge of the metaphysical meeting are the students. So they'll bring in a Bible quote or an inspirational thought or something they read. Um, we have a daily lift uh, app that has Bible quotes and quotes from science and health with Key to the Scriptures by Rand Baker because that's a companion book that we study. So they'll bring it in and then they'll share a little bit about why they liked it for the day and then um, how they can use it all in practice, in their practice. Then maybe sometimes during practice, 
they'll come back and remind it. Sometimes you forget like all of that, you know, when you get caught up. So it's coming back to that, but they're really in charge of that. So that's how practices start. Uh, if there is an injury or a need, um, our students come together and pray for each other, with each other, um, mm -hmm. with ideas. And so they'll share ideas about how they've handled things. That's how we'll start a competition or, you know, the warm up before the competition. Again, the captains will bring in a, a metaphysical idea to work with. They might have a Bible quote that they're gonna use throughout the match or something or a hymn that supports them and keeps them calm between the, the points to just uh, soothe their thought and they can come back to, to the process of playing and what they wanna do, you know? So they're yeah. really kind of in charge of it. We share stories and healings. So, I mean, um, it's a healing religion. So we're practicing it like all the time. It's not just when they come mm -hmm. here. So that's how our practices and our matches are structured and things like that. Some, actually some teams also meet with the, you know, the soccer teams meet with the other Christian colleges out on the thing and say a prayer maybe after a match and all come together. So it all just kind of depends. There's a few Christian colleges also within our, um, within our division. So, you know, yeah. they, everyone is putting God first and grateful and ours is, you know, we're there to express and witness God's, God's goodness in our activity. Mm -hmm. What I love about that is that it sounds like it's really coming from the student athletes primarily, not that you aren't, you're there to support and to be a leader in that, but, um, but it sounds like it's truly coming from them too. Um, whoop, uh, is it going to uh, go no, off? Yeah, I think, I think we're okay right now. Um, but yeah, so I just love that it's coming from them. And a parallel that I draw to that for that is just in mindset training, the way that we train is we really ask a lot of questions to the student athletes and try to get the mindset training and the thought processes to come from them because we know that us just telling them what to do, um, you know, may help a little bit, but it's not going to help much unless they put it into their own words and um, come up with their own specific strategies. I can give them an idea about something that has worked for me or for other athletes, but they're going to have to personalize and individualize that. And so it's really got to come from them. And that's when things really stick is when it comes from yourself. Right. Um, so very cool. Um, well, one other question I have for you is um, you told me that you are still competing yourself, which is really cool. And you're kind of at the top of that level. And so I'm just wondering, you know, what are your secrets? Any, just a couple, maybe give us like one or two that you um, have found that worked for you over the years. Um, uh, what keeps you going? What keeps you coming back? And what, um, what's worked in terms of actually success on the court? All right. Good question. Let's see. So I, um, Competed in college. I was at UCLA. I was a, a walk-on and then a scholarship athlete. And then 
played um, some of the satellite tour things and then raised a family and did other things and taught tennis. And uh, I did ballroom dancing for 10 years in the 2000s and that was super fun. But then when I got a couple years ago, I started playing tennis again. I thought, well, that'd be so cool to make there have a senior age division international competition. So I thought I wanted to do that. Um, the question to me always is, why are you doing this? What's the purpose? You know, and so I, I have to come up with that. Um, I love the game of tennis. It teaches you so much about yourself. It's an opportunity to express. I think it's the talents he gives, we must improve is kind of what kept coming to me. So yeah. I kind of have a talent for this. I thought, well, maybe it'll be fun to improve it and use it and practice it. So that's um, why I'm doing it. And then I'm a dedicated athlete. You know, it takes um, a lot to be at the top and win uh, at that level. So it's all encompassing. There's practice, there's mental strength there's i rely spiritually on my prayers and my practice there's um you know being in shape because to play five days in a row at this age yeah. Oh, yeah. i'm sorry it's pretty hard so a lot of the women by the end of the week have a lot of strapping on like tape and things and and yeah. um they actually ask me well like how do you do it i don't have as much tape but I don't have tape. And I just said, well, I pray. I mean, I'm praying my way through it all the way from, from the physical aches and pains that would suggest and try to come through to the mental. So I'm always working on that mental game as well. The doubts that come to me, you know, how do we get back into that zone where you're just expressing? So I think we're all searching for that, those games when you can be in the zone and just express so i yeah. had a few of those recent i mean i've had that in the last year ago oh, that's what that was that was awesome how do you get yeah. there and you so, can't get there without being fully present and yeah trying. so i'm working on awareness i'm working on courage one time i called someone for help and support and she said just be bold so being bold is taking the overhead hitting the shot that's set up for you coming in on the short ball you know you have to be bold you can't be um tentative you have to be courageous so all those things that i'm um focused on with my students is what i'm practicing so we just talk about it. you have to trust what right. you've done and where you are and then get out of the other person you know what i mean so you have to you have to focus so i'm still working on it yeah i love that you're working on exactly what you're teaching your own students that's you know that's what i try to do as well and something that you brought up you know you you can't you can't be set up for the point and do all that work and you might beat some players if you don't ever be aggressive right if you're just that backboard and you just get the ball back get the ball back and you can win a lot of matches that way right. but once you kind of get to a certain level you know you can't let the opportunities pass you by and just give the ball back right you have to be aggressive you have to trust you have to go for it um you know you you must take those opportunities or else they're going to take them for you and then you're yeah. going to be on defense and you're going to wonder why you lost the point so it is 
that aggressive piece, I think, of tennis is kind of that, um, that's, that's the next level stuff, you know, like you're, you can win a lot of matches, just getting it back and, and doing that, but you're never going to be past like a 4-0, probably. Um, you're probably never going to get past that, that level there if you don't learn how to trust and go for it and be aggressive. Um, but yeah, that's awesome stuff. So, um, thank you so much for coming on. Where can, um, if somebody was just looking at Principia College Tennis, wanted to find you, um, where can they find you? They'd find me, if you go to Principia College, you have to go to the athletics section. So athletics, women's tennis, women's sports, there's uh, inquiries. You can see my bio, but there's forms. So if you're uh, interested in the college, fill out one of those, or just my email, which is on there, shannon.carney at principia.edu. Send me an email and I'll, I'll get back to you about what we do. But, um, you know, I'm interested in, in hearing from you and getting a few more players on my team. So yeah. I would love to coach you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us and um, have a great day. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, uh, Winning Mindset. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Bye. Bye. And that is a wrap from today's podcast. I'm Gene Zanetti from Winning Mindset. Make sure you guys go to our website. Make sure you go to zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you buy the book. The ebook is great. Excellent information represents some of the great information that we've learned from top athletes working with some of the top teams and individuals all across the country. Go to our website, zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you get the ebook. Also, make sure as an individual you sign up for the one on one free trial consultation. That's the one on one free trial consultation with one of our mindset coaches. The best results always come from one on one attention, whether it's strength training, whether it's technique or whether it's mindset. One-on-one -on -one is always the best. Thanks for staying with, with us. Make sure you join us next time for the next episode. Mindset makes the difference. Have a great day.